What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry with just one interview at Express. You have a connection to endless jobs, whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job. Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. Wind Down with Jana Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. So, lots been going on. Yeah. 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 And uh, I don't, <laughs> I'm just going to let you take the floor. Would Ooh. you like to talk about anything or no? I mean, you can ask me questions if you, you want. Can ask me questions. Okay. Well, here's just the... me taking the floor is not going to be. Okay. Um, why am I getting emotional? <laughs> I don't know. Great. You're like, why is everyone emotional? Why is everyone emotional? <laughs> oh man. No, I, um, well, do you want to talk about it or not? Yes. Sure. Okay. Cause I, I don't want you to, I have always wanted this platform to be about helping other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and think through shared experiences, through my experiences, through, you know, Sarah Gretzky's experiences about her miscarriages or, um, in letting people have a voice to come on here and, and again, just share their experiences. Because I think sharing helps in heals, but also helps other people. Sure. And so you are very, um, I think at first this coming on the podcast, you were not hesitant, but like not as open to share. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, you know, that's why I was like, girl, you don't have to do this if you don't want. Like, I'm not like, I know you're my bestie, my OG, but like, I'm not like forcing you. And I understand that, you know, there is backlash with being open and having your life picked apart. And and I see that firsthand. And, but I also know from the other side of it, the people that have, you know, stopped me or stopped you or, you know, and have related. And now people have been relating to your story. And, you know, you've been open about getting married young Mm -hmm. and some of the challenges in your marriage. And Um, and I'm, I'm really proud of you, but would you like to share? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You're so much better at this now. Um, so we are getting a divorce. (laughs) Um, you know, it's one of those things we were, we have been married for 15 years, um, which is a long time. Got married at 23 and 25. Um, I'm very different than you, you know, I'm very, um, non-affectionate. I will own that. I'm, you know, it's harder for me to be vulnerable. You know, there's a lot of things that as a woman are harder for me that are normally easier for women, I would say. Um, so, you know, long story short for us, yes, we got married young. 
but there have been issues for years, you know, and um, the last, you know, I'd say even five years, it's basically we just, you know, we've become roommates, you know, and it's one of those things that we probably would have stayed roommates forever. I know he would have. Um, But through going to therapy, you know, I mean, that was a big I decided I wanted to go back to therapy and make a decision and figure out what was best for not only me, but him and the kids. I mean, and I know that's not for me to say what's best for him, but what I felt like in the end would be better for everybody. So, yeah, so I kind of, I mean, we made a decision, you know, um, and, you know, we're just kind of walking through it. It's very new. Mm-hmm. Just told the kids not too long ago. That was tough. That was real tough. Um, but as crazy as it sounds, we've gotten along really, really, really well. And that's all I've prayed for. Like, I mean, I just wanted this to go smoothly. I want us to get along. I want us to be friends. I mean, we've got three kids that are crazy busy, you know, mm-hmm. so we've gotten along really well. Um, he's been super emotional about it. I'll be honest. Um And that's hard. And I've had my emotions too. I mean, it's not that I haven't. I've definitely had my emotions around it, but I think that I've had more time to really sit with it because I've been trying to make a decision for a while now. And I told him that. Um, So yeah, so that's, you know, kind of what we're walking now. Um, And, you know, in the end, I feel like it's something that I did for all of us, but it's also really to protect my mental health and my happiness and you know, it's sometimes hard to take what seems like a selfish step, you know, to take care of yourself. But I think that that's what needed to be done. So, yeah, I mean, that's basically. Well, I'm, I I just, when you were sharing that, I was just like, man, there's, I'm, there's going to be so many women that can relate to that. I hope so. It feels, really it feels very lonely to be that kind of woman. I'll be honest. It really does because. I mean, I don't even really have any friends that are that way, you know? I mean, it's just, and so it's kind of, it really is kind of a lonely feeling. You feel like, you know, we always joked for so long, Nick's the girl in the relationship and I'm the guy because Mm -hmm. I'm just, you know, I mean, and I am emotional. I definitely cry and I am emotional, but it's just harder for me to be vulnerable. And that's a lot of from growing up and situations growing up, but also I'm realizing like, you know, I can get there. I just need to work on it and I need to work on myself and I'll get there. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, no one's to blame. I think we both had issues in our marriage and things, but, you know, I think in the end I will, I can work through that and kind of get, but yeah, I hope that helps people that feel that way. Women, especially, I know Mm -hmm. men feel that way a lot, but, you know, and I've had a few people reach out to me, you Mm -hmm. know, that say that it's like, oh, you know, I feel that way too. And it's, I feel like nobody else does. So I do hope that that kind of helps people. And, you know, I'm happy to, you know, help that in any way. I hope that that, that does help some people that feel that way. And yeah, I, I know it will. And you'll, I know listeners that are relating to this right now will outpour to you. And then also in re- ask for your advice too. And you, become, sure. you can become that vessel of helping it's not about, it's not, it's not guiding. You're just mm-hmm. speaking from your experience sure. and that's kind of, you know, where I've always tried to go, like, this is just my experience. And, and then and that's, you're doing the same thing. And like, you're helping people not feel alone. And I also think one of the things too, that like something you always said to me that it's like, you, 
in a way, I don't, if I'm misspeaking, like, please correct me, but like, you almost carried shame. Like he didn't do, like he, he didn't cheat on me. He didn't, he's not like, he didn't. And it's like, I don't think people realize that you don't like, there doesn't have to be a, like a, it can just be Mm -hmm. what you're going through. I mean, that was the last, I don't know how long I've been seeing Amy, but that's what I would tell her all the time. I'm like, but he didn't do anything wrong. You know, it's like, so it's really hard. And it, you know, it's, Again, it is a decision I will say that we've made together. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I don't want I want my kids to feel that, you know, mm-hmm. to feel that way, but yeah, I mean it was one of those that's just like you didn't do anything wrong and I love you as a friend, but like it's time. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's tough that I I battled with that for some time. And he probably did too, you know. So yeah, I mean, that's been a battle for a very, very long time. Granted, my, you know, my parents were divorced and very similar situation. Um, and, you know, she, you know, they tried to stay together for the, for us for so long. And that's one thing I didn't want to, that's one thing I really struggled with. I'm like, is this really healthy for them? Like they need to see. And we told them that, like, you need to see a marriage where your parents are affectionate you and your that? parents. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've been very open with them. Very, very. And, you know, it's like. And, you know, I think they, they know that deep down that that's what, but they haven't seen it. They really, truly haven't seen it. So, yeah, I mean, it was a struggle, but once I made the decision and, you know, was, I, I feel, I feel as good as you can about it, I guess. That's, mm-hmm. I don't want to sound insensitive because I know it's, it's harder on him. I'll be honest. It is. And I don't want to be insensitive to that, but I truly feel like it's going to be what's best for everybody. Well, we all love you. I love you. And I'm, I'm just, I'm really proud of you. Just like the work that you've done the last, you know, couple years. And I know you made a very not easy decision and, you know, queendom's here for you. Wind down, <laughs> wind down queendom is all, you know, that we're all, we're all here to support. And I think, um, again, this is just another opportunity to, to, help people not feel alone. And I think, especially with, you know, this being mental health, um, month. And I think so many people internalize things by themselves, Mm -hmm. which is, and then, you know, they, it's, it's just not, um, and this is a way to be able to, okay, like you're not alone. Um, you are going through things and other people are going through the same thing. You just might not know that. Right. For sure. But I am really proud of you. And we're going to, can I like continue to check in on you? Like, yes. Even on You're you? so sweet. You're so good. I'm like, wait, I'm supposed to be the one checking on you. No, girl. I am. I am. I am. But I'm I a, I'm a year it. out from my divorce and I'm, you know, I, it's now it's all about um, loving myself because, mm-hmm. you know, for, for me after my divorce, I was like, a, a man was always something that defined me. Like mm-hmm. being in a relationship was something that defined me. And now it's like, no, it's, it's finding me and healing mm-hmm. alone. And like, that's been, that's been the work that like I've had to do. And, but no, I mean, your days of checking up on me are, <laughs> are, are done for now. We got this. We're, we're, we're switching roles here. And, and, and I think, you know, and I always said, and say this to her and I've, cause I've known, you know, obviously this is struggles. And I think you can t- ask a friend, would you, like, what do you need and how can I support you? Because somebody might not be ready. Like as much as I 
wanted y'all, like, of course, I love both of you dearly. And I would have loved y'all's relationship to work. But at the same time, I also think y'all deserved, you know, right. other things as well. So it's like, what can, how can I support? Can I, cause I will support you fighting for this. And I'll also support you, <laughs> right. you know, being a single mom. And if you can get on my every other weekend so we can go <laughs> working on it. Yeah. No, I mean, you've been super supportive and I, I truly appreciate that. And I do, I don't, I know I couldn't have done it if it wasn't for my friends and Amy. I know mm. that for a fact. So Amy, she's a, she's a vessel. Bless her. Yes. Um, well, we love you and we'll, we'll, we'll circle back around <laughs> when we have, we'll have more people that come on that can, you know, help with that. But sure. everyone go love on some Catherine right now. Um, and, uh, this episode is actually sponsored by Uber Eats. And, um, I don't know about you, but Catherine, we're going to, you know, our, our girl Wednesday nights are just going to be wild with, and Uber Eats, we can, uh, you know, we can order chocolate. We can order, uh, Kleenex and tissues, and I think we can get stuff for our pool parties too. Because <laughs> yes. we're gonna pool parties, right? Yeah, and we can we can we can get it all um, with Uber Eats. So that's uh, I just encourage all the mamas, single mamas, dadas, grandparents. Uber Eats is an incredible app. It's actually just not for um, just getting food delivered to your house. It's anything and everything. Like I just ordered towels, and I needed Jolie wanted play doh, so I was like. I don't have time to get your kids in here, but yes, let's just do this. Um, we're going to take a break and then we're going to get on um, Corinne Fox and talk more about um, what this month means to her. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Hi. It's Hi. so nice to see you. So nice to see you too. I'm Jana. This is Catherine. My hair is in my Hi, Hi, Jana. I'm Corinne. Hi. Nice to meet you, sweetie. Um, I actually saw you're, you're, I saw you, my, my one girlfriend did beach Shazam, Julie. Oh, she did. She, she did. On, I didn't realize that. She was on the show. She was on the show. So yeah, my friend, my friend, Julie, um, Solomon, yeah. And she, you know, married to my ex John and whatever. And, um, so, but yeah, it was like, God, how many years was that? It was probably like four years ago because she's literally the girl that was like, it can play one chord and she knows it. And I'm like, can you play the whole song? Cause I still don't know. Like, oh, this oh no. I mean, I'm the DJ on the show. And, I know. And, and I remember seeing you admitted, on there. Admittedly, there are songs where I'm like, I don't know how you could get it this fast because it's actually very hard. 
It's so hard. Um, yeah, but I remember seeing you and just going, God, she is beautiful. And then oh, so what sweet. I didn't know at the time was that, you know, your dad is Jamie Foxx. So I was just like, oh, wow, like, that's so cool that, you know, she's working with her dad and how cool that must be. So while my friends on the show, I'm kind of just like, you know, and he's like, my daughter. And I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> That's so random. I cannot believe, you know, someone who was on the show. I'm always so curious, like, what happens to our contestants because I fall in love with them. They always have, like, such great stories, and they're, like, they do such a good job at, like, vetting these people, and they come in with so much energy, and they're so excited. Yeah. So what a small world. I know. It was it was crazy. But, I mean, you're so good. Do you love doing that? I love doing it. I'm actually, right now, I'm in Ireland um, shooting the fifth season of the show, which is crazy. Um, but it's a blast and working with my dad is amazing. I mean, I don't know if you, um, have watched multiple episodes, but he just has so much energy and he's like a big kid. So I'm like parenting him on the show where I'm like, (laughs) he's doing dance breaks and he doing dances he shouldn't be doing for his age. And I'm always like, Hey, let's get back to the show, dad. You know? (laughs) Um, so we have a really fun relationship that I also think like a lot of, fathers and daughters can relate to with me like eye rolling and him you know trying to do like a funny bit and I'm just not having it so I think a lot of people like to watch us and and can relate sure speaking of Ireland I um I was out there last October I uh, I did name that tune and they also filmed that in Ireland so yes and that's the um that's the same creator I think of our show okay yeah but you need to go have you gone to um the cliffs of, I'm going to butcher M- the name. Mower, oh, mower. Mower. Have you gone? I, I went to Dublin um, in college for uh, oh, St. Patrick's okay. Day. So I did go there, very uh-huh. hungover. Um, <laughs> I think I need to go again, but it's gorgeous. It's so pretty. Yeah. No, so I, I took like a day trip. We went there, went to Galway. And then. I want to go there if I have time. It's super cute. It's just like cobblestones and like you just skipping <laughs> you, you, skip. you just skip and, skip like, and be merry <laughs> yeah just like drink some tea and um so you did I read an interview that you wanted to change your last name I considered it and I I said that in an interview and then I feel like it just exploded sure. on the internet um but I think I grew up you know everyone was always looking at me they were always interested in the things that I was doing And when I was going to college, I considered for a brief moment taking on my mom's last name just so I could get a fair shot. Um, I always like struggled with making friends and really feeling like, you know, are they being genuine? Do they want something for me? Do they just want concert tickets? Um, Do they just want to go to movie premieres? And not that that ever really happened to me, but it was a constant like insecurity and fear. And I think going into college, I thought, well, maybe if I, you know, take my mom's last name, you know, people won't know who I am and they'll, um, you know, not want things from me. And, and I didn't ultimately do that, but it was something that I did deal with and struggle with. And obviously I've been given so many blessings, um, from my dad's career, but there were some things that were also not so great about it as well. Mm -hmm. In a way, do you kind of think like, like, what are the things that you wish that you, that weren't great about it? Um, you know, not much. I mean, I've been so blessed to be able to do so many great things. Mm-hmm. And when I was 10 years old, I attended the Oscars with my dad when he won his first Oscar. And so it's like, you can't really complain 
Um, but I think because I was constantly looked at or I felt like people were always keeping an eye on me, I became a bit of a perfectionist and I never wanted to mess up. I never wanted to, um, you know, embarrass my dad. Anything. And not that he was putting that on me. It was just me putting it on myself. And um, I felt like I couldn't really be authentic for a while until, you know, I, I got older and really found my voice. But for a while, I really struggled with not wanting to mess up. And I didn't really give myself the grace to be a human. And I think children of celebrities kind of go one of two ways. Either you become, you know, the, the crazy party kid that you read about all the time, or you become me, someone who didn't curse until I was like 16 or 17, because <laughs> I thought stupid was a bad word. And I didn't want to, mm -hmm. you know, do something and, and say the wrong thing. And that was a lot of pressure for a kid, you know? Yeah, I think, yeah, it is. And, and also, you know, people love to troll behind a computer and, and say things that they don't know about you. So I'm sure like, is that something that you have a hard time dealing with too? People that, and how do you deal with that? Um, I think my, both my parents did such a great job at teaching me the difference between what's real and what's not real and whose opinion to value. Um, and my dad is like very, um, harsh on social media in the terms of like not believing trolls and 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 not even giving your time of day to it um but i think i struggled with people saying you know assuming i guess like i'm spoiled and i don't work hard and all mm. of those things um and i always felt like i had to prove myself and i always felt like i had to show up you know even more prepared than somebody else and even more um you know impressive than somebody else and i think that was really tough on me um, but ultimately, you know, it served me. It created this work ethic that I have that I'm very proud of and that I get praised on all the time. And so, you know, it, it was tough, but it also, you know, built character. How is it dating with your, you know, your dad? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get asked this all the time. You know, in high school, it was tough. We uh, wrote a whole TV show about it. Uh, we did a show on Netflix called Dad Stop Embarrassing Me, which was <laughs> mostly about my dating experiences with my dad because I think he was like waiting to play this role of, um, you know, he grew up in Texas, so he wanted to do the whole like shotgun bit. And so my first boyfriend that came around, he was so hard on him. And even my college boyfriend, the next one, he was so hard on him. And finally he learned his lesson and my boyfriend now, he is so sweet too. But I had to go through it. I had to go through my dad knocking on their front doors and threatening them and threatening their families. And I was like, oh, dad, wow. I can't. cannot imagine. This is, a, this is a high school relationship, you know? This is not high to Django Unchained, please. Exactly. No, exactly. And he really, I think he just, I think he was playing a character because he's such a softy. This yeah. man cries all the time. He's super sensitive. So I think he was just like, honestly playing a character. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Is there something that your dad taught you that you now like within your relationship now or the relationships that you have that is it, did he teach you your worth? Is it like, what, where, what are some things that like the, the positive things that he instilled, like for you to have healthy relationships, assuming you have uh, a great, healthy I have relationship. relationship. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Um, my dad has instilled in me this incredible self-worth. My dad thinks the world of me. He tells me all the time. He's always like, 
do you know who you are? And not in the sense of like my last name, but in, in the sense of how wonderful and amazing and brilliant I am. And he makes me really feel that. And so that's how I've always looked for a partner. Not that I'm looking for my dad, but I'm looking for someone that sees me through his eyes and like sees how wonderful I am. And so I've never really been in like a toxic relationship. I've never really settled for any guy that wouldn't treat me well. Cause I was just like, well, my dad treats me so wonderful. You know, it's like the opposite mm-hmm. of daddy issues, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I really thank him for that. And he, he also does it to my younger sister who's 13 right now, but that's going to carry on into the relationships that she has. And I mm-hmm. can see it. Yeah. It's, that's I mean, it's something to be, that, and that's, you know, cause I'm, I'm doing a lot of like childhood trauma work again. I feel like I've done, I do it like every five years, but I was talking to someone cause I'm going away to this place and, you know, I was like, God, like, how am I here again? And it's like, he's like, honestly, he goes, I do a tune up every year. He's like, I think, you know, even if you didn't have a bad childhood or whatever, it's like, sometimes you, you learn something new or you have a tune up and it's, it's needed. But at the same time, I'm just like, okay, I know. Like when my dad cheated on my mom, it made me feel like I wasn't enough. And, you know, it's like, and it's interesting, like when little, well, not little things, but when moments like that happen in your life, you start to believe that that is then what your worth is. And then like, and then you start looking like, oh, well, that's why I've been in toxic and after toxic and have, haven't loved myself enough because I didn't think my dad loved me. And then it's like, you know, it just goes into this like spiral. So I'm yeah. always like, okay, like, how do I like, cause I don't want this for my gen, like my kids' yeah. generation. Well, that's an interesting know? perspective. The opposite of that. Yeah. Like dad really lifting her up and treating her. I mean, it's very interesting. It makes you want to make sure that the men are very good yeah, to our well, kids. Good mm-hmm. on you for, for breaking the cycle, you know, like and, and noticing it and not wanting to like pass that on because I think so many people don't do the work. It's so much easier to not do the work. Um, I've been in therapy since I was 14. So it is like my favorite topic. It is like my favorite thing in the world. Um, and, you know, I, I, I do think like our generation are, is the generation that's actually like stopping these cycles. Cause you can see like how our parents were affected by our grandparents so mm-hmm. much and they're not as aware. And mm-hmm. I feel like we're very aware of like how our parents have influenced us. And like, even me, I'm like, I had a wonderful childhood, but I became a perfectionist. And mm-hmm. that's also something that doesn't serve me necessarily. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not that it doesn't, I mean, it's, it's gotten you right to a, to a great place having that, but it's something that, you know, you don't need to hold on to, like, you don't have to be a perfectionist. You can use it in certain aspects, you know, like I think, you know, I think being guarded doesn't serve me, but at the same time being guarded has helped me recognize things or, or maybe not allow things in. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah, the, the wrong things, but it's, it's so hard when you go back to, well, the conditioning of what we believed as little kids. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, it's trickery. <laughs> yeah. We all are just like eight year olds operating as adults. You know? well, it's, it's interesting. Have you figured out what age you are? Cause I'm five. So when oh, I get, what is this? So it's the moment that you, that you uh, basically your worth was determined. Oh, so what age, and there was something yet. that I had to, yeah. So where I had to go back and there was, there was one point, well, five is when I, you know, felt fear. And then at 13 was the, the second, the second age. So I'm either, I'm between a five and a 13 year old <laughs> when I have my like daddy issues, quote unquote. I mean, and it's funny, like you say, like I, now, you know, with my dad, it's, they, they did the best they could with what they did. Cause I, I looked at my mm-hmm. grandpa, I'm like, oh, my grandpa was, you know, he didn't know they didn't go to therapy. 
you know, when, <laughs> when they were that yeah. age. So it's like, they, you know, they, they didn't understand that, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating. So we encourage anyone to do some childhood work. Yes. <laughs> yes. we do. I want to do the age thing. I've been in therapy since I was 14 and, and I feel like I've covered it all, but we have not done what age am I? I'm yeah, curious. it's and then and then it's all about like the experiential work that you do with that. Um, and it's you basically talk to that age. It's mind blowing. Like it, oh, it wow. really yeah. is. Like it's you kind of like calling my therapist. I know. It's like, <laughs> like, I would, you, you would switch seats with you like your your however old girl would be. And then you're you're talking to it. I mean, it's like. Yeah. And I'm probably going to have to redo that again <laughs> when I go this weekend. <laughs> Sounds but, like I need to call. <laughs> oh, um, but I, I do love, though, that someone you know, you obviously have such a, a big following and, and you're so vocal about um, anxiety. And I love, I like, I love that because we talk a lot about anxiety on this podcast because I suffer from anxiety and, you know, I think at times you definitely, it's a different, yeah, it's, yeah, but it's still, um, for sure. And I'm just curious, like, is it, is the, does the anxiety come from the perfectionism or does it come from a, a different place? You know, I think I had a genetic predisposition to it. Um, and then I think it was triggered by things in my childhood, including, um, you know, all of the pressures or the self-imposed pressures of, of my last name. Um, but there's some, there's a few moments in my life that I can definitely pinpoint to where this anxiety developed, but it wasn't until I was 14 that I really understood what was going on. And that's actually a very normal time. I'm an ambassador for NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And... 75% of mental health disorders start between the ages of 14 and 24. Mm. So mm. as soon as I turned 14, I was like right on, <laughs> right on time. Um, but I remember sitting in my English class and um, I could just feel my heart pounding mm. and my palms were sweaty. And I was having this thought that a plane was going to crash into the building and probably some trauma from 9-11 that I just like didn't really understand. And I realized, okay, this isn't normal. I'm sure that not every other kid is sitting here feeling this way. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, I had the wherewithal to go to my parents, which seems like the last thing a 14-year-old would do is like, be like, mom, dad, I'm not feeling good. But I did. And, you know, they were so great about it. And I met my therapist, who I still have today. Um, I'm 28, so I'm, I'm approaching the year where I've been with her longer than I have not been with her. Um, and, and yeah, I've been working with Ami ever since, and it's been so rewarding for me. I love that. What do you, do you still have anxiety attacks? Um, I wouldn't say panic attacks anymore. I do have panic disorder. Um, so I guess I could have one, but I've really learned so many tools, mm -hmm. 14 years in therapy yeah. that I can feel when one's coming on. I have a toolkit. I have this note in my phone that I've been writing for the last I don't know, 10 years um, of all these things to do if I'm not feeling well. And I really rely on that. Um, and it's things like exercising and meditating and journaling and calling mm -hmm. a friend and all these things that seem simple. But when you're having an anxiety attack, you completely forget. You're just like, I have no tools. I'm a, I'm a little baby and I'm, you know, flailing and I need help. And so having this notes app, really is just like, okay, I can just go to that. What do I do? Oh, yep. okay. I haven't done that. Let me do that. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing where I'm like, all right, I don't have to call the ambulance anymore. I know how to do the five, four, three, two, one, or yes. <laughs> what? Like, yes. I'm like, all right. I'm like, what, what five things do I see in the room that like, you know, and then the breathing, but w is there one that like works the best for you? Like technique wise? 
I think breath control was mm-hmm. the biggest game changer for me. When I started meditating, I really understood because of course, yes, it's calming, but there are like physiological changes that happen. If you can get your heart rate down, you're set, Mm -hmm. um, at least for me. And so when I learned how to take a deep breath, when I want to just hyperventilate, that changed the game for me. Mm -hmm. Because it gives you your control back because when you're having an anxiety attack, it's a complete loss of control. So if you could do something that actually changes your physiological state, um, you know, it, it, it's over, you know, the, the panic attack is over. Yeah. Well, I love that you, you know, are such an advocate for that. And I, you know, I appreciate that. And where can um, our listeners go to find more about that? Well, if they're struggling right now, they can go to NAMI.org. They have so many resources there. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, right now, it's it's Mental Health Awareness Month, and I mm-hmm. just partnered with this brand called Shine the Light On to create this collection of, like, tees and mm-hmm. hoodies and crew necks and bucket hats, and 40% of the proceeds are going to NAMI. So if they want to just support NAMI, they can go to ShineTheLightOn.com and get some swag and look <laughs> cute and support mental health. <laughs> I love that. That's so great. I wish Mark was on too, because he, he talks a lot about his daughter mm-hmm. too and how he's, uh, yeah. how she's got anxiety. And, but I think it's for me, one of the big things is, um, whenever I feel one coming on, I, expressing it and talking about it, like I'm having a panic attack because I'm trying to hold it in to pretend that I'm not having a panic attack. It makes it like 10 million oh, times worse. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It, because it, I mean, it grows bigger inside of you. Yeah. And so when you can just like let it out a little bit, it's like its power goes down. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, right, exactly. It's like you're you're popping you're popping the air out of it. But mm-hmm, um, well, exactly. I just I so appreciate you coming on and um, doing what you do and just keep being the light that you are because you're beautiful and I just I appreciate you. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. This was so wonderful. You're sweet. Thanks, girl. Have a great one. See ya. you. Too. Bye. Bye. She's so sweet. She is. Just a breath of fresh air. That just made me think about the time we were in the small airplane. Oh, God. <laughs> and I really haven't dealt was with this many panic attacks. Was this after my breakup with Brantley? Yes. Yes, it was oh, after my yes. breakup with Brantley. And I really <laughs> hadn't dealt with panic. I mean, I've never truly had a panic attack. Never really been around people with panic. We're in this. I mean, it was a small plane. Can we? No, no. <laughs> Let's just let's just go back. It's not just a small plane. I mean, you can't m- yeah. move. It's a what was a four seater? The six. Okay, but like the six, it was like pilot. <laughs> we were four. Cat, yeah. yeah, and, and so. it was like 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 I know you can't see me right now in the, in the thing, but we're it's like literally we're like really this. Like, and I had just we had, we had just Brantley and I had just broken up, and <laughs> I was. A hot mess. Oh my gosh. Well, it just made me think of that because you're talking about how you had to talk about it. Oh, you had to talk about it. It was like, (laughs) but can I get off the plane if I have to? And I'm like, no, you can't get off the plane. And she's like, but if I have to get off the plane. That's what you're saying is it? Because like the worst thing about having panic attack is like you can't, like you feel stuck, right? So I'm Uh like, so I'm like starting to feel it come on and I'm already like, oh my God, like I'm going to be alone forever. Like, now knowing you as much as I do, (laughs) it all makes so much more sense. But in the moment, because I mean, I mean, we knew each other well, but like it was the first true. I was just like, finally, I was like, oh, I'm supposed to tell her we can get off the plane. Yeah. It's not possible. But sure. Yeah, we can get off the plane. It's fine. Oh, I'm glad you finally caught on to that because I was like, it took me a little while. And I was like, "Um, was Lisa with us too? Was that the one Lisa was on? 
Because I think she was having a panic attack too. I'll have to call. I don't know. I only remember you. I just remember you being in front of me. I can still visualize it. Yeah. And I'm like, Catherine, I'm having a panic attack. I don't want to do the show. I don't want to do, I can't do the show. And you're like, we have to do the show. And I was like, no, no, Catherine, I can't do the show. And then I'm having a panic attack. So I'm like, how do I cancel the show? (laughs) This is like when I was like somewhat on top of not, not somewhat, you know, successful in music, (laughs) but like, and so, um, you know what I mean now? Like I was like, yeah. I actually had a label and stuff, but, um, and then I was like, well, I need to, I need you to turn the plane around. She's like, we can't turn the plane around. And I was like, what do you mean? We can't turn the plane around. Please. I'm like, I'm going to have to get on this thing and tell him yeah. to turn around. So I was like, I get, I, I'm glad you finally caught on to the fact that I was like, I'm, I need you to tell me we yeah. can turn this plane around. Yeah. We're not going to, but if we had to, I was like, what if I die? Like, if we had to turn the plane we around. Had to. Like, that's what I, I remember one time. I think I was flying to Scotland. Oh, yeah. It was when I was with uh, my ex. Um, we were flying to Scotland for a friend, my friend's wedding. And we just had Jace. And so I was like super, like, you know, hormonal or whatever, anxious. And I remember I started to have a panic attack on the plane because I'm like, this is a 10 hour flight. <laughs> 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 and, um, I remember going up to the flight attendant. I was like, "Can I please have some ice?" Because I wanted, to, you know, one of the tricks is to put ice on your oh. like your palm, your back of your neck, and I just start like dousing myself <laughs> with like ice. And then I was like, um, "So if like someone had to stop the plane because of like a panic attack or like you know," she was just like, "I was basically saying like, what what is the protocol for that? Like, how does like does one <laughs> does, does one get to stop a plane?" And she was basically just like. I mean, if it was like a dire situation. So I was like, Great. enough. <laughs> That's like, all I That's need all to I know. <laughs> so if I have to like flail myself, which I'll never do, knock on wood. But like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, except for unless, unless you're stuck on the interstate with oh. bad weather. And then by golly, you're getting off. Oh, we're getting off. Yeah. Hey, but you should be very proud of me. I have started to drive on the expressway. This I is am a very, very big proud step. of you. Thank like you. you've done it multiple times now. Uh, I think three times. Good. I sent, I sent a picture as I'm driving. <laughs> I sent a picture to Queendom and I was like, look, girls, I'm on the expressway. <laughs> oh. No, the thing is, is you didn't even say, look, girls, I'm on the expressway. Oh, yeah, it no. was just a photo and everybody knew. Oh, oh, that's, true. that's true. That's true. That's <laughs> true. That was my internal brain. And you're right. I didn't say anything. We all knew. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, but I think, and what you will see too, is some things that maybe you, it could be with affection. I don't know. Sure. But like, or whatever. Like with my anxiety or me feeling like I always have to have a relationship, which now I'm like, I don't want one. I'm going to love my, I'm going to be happy alone. Like I'm going to drive on the expressway. I don't need a man to like make me feel like a few daddy issues. I'm on my third (laughs) round of like an intensive therapy thing. Like, let's do this. Let's go. (laughs) So (laughs) it's like, you know, you start to like feel like, oh, like little, little moments of like healing are like good. Yeah. And that was like a small, like small victories, small victories. Yeah, for sure. Um, like going on Uber eats app, you know, that's small little victories when you don't have to like get the kids in the car. Yeah. And, and that's go to so four helpful. different places Yeah, because I needed a speaker for the pool party. I needed towels. I needed groceries. And then, and you were probably about to have a panic attack because you didn't have it. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Do Uber I have eats. <laughs> yes, seriously. So thank you, Uber eats. And, um, if you want to do a one stop on your phone, you can get it all that day. Um, oh, did you? So I started writing some new songs. 
Did uh-huh. you, did that one song remind you of something? Which one? The somewhere or out there? And I don't think so. Okay. Well, there were, we're, should, we're should the, it have? Well, we we're in the middle of um, writing the song, and I go, guys, does this remind you of that one song? Oh Remember no, that one song? Like- no, but Fible? F- F- no. Somewhere out there beneath the pale moon. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that song? Come on, Ethan. Yeah, I mean, I mean, vaguely. It's like I'm trying to sing in a chipmunk voice, okay, or whatever. Then it's oh, not it's chipmunk. It's like a like the chipmunk. No, it's not a chip. It's okay. it's like so. The whole song was basically about like I know Here you're out there somewhere. <laughs> It's it's Linda Ronstadt. It's from American Tale. It is Fifel. You are correct. It's Fifel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Linda Ronstadt, man. I can't remember how it goes, but I'm gonna. Do we have a little odd? I don't even think we could probably play it. But anywho, um, it is for some reason because the whole song was like I'm. I was like, what? What's like the next song I'm gonna write about? Right. So I was like, all right, I'm good. But like, I just I wonder like. If you're out there praying, like I'm praying for right, you, yeah. you know, like in one day, yeah, it'll be a great day. But right now, like, stay the heck away. I'm good. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't need you. I don't need you. I want you. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, I love you guys. And I hope you guys have a great rest of the day and go to Catherine's page and fill her with lots of love because we love you, Kat. Love and you. hopefully we were able to give you some smiles and you know you can always make fun of me right because that's yeah, usually that how you make yes, i know thank you. That, like <laughs> sorry <laughs> she's like as long as we can like crack jokes at you yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> it just makes me feel at home uh-oh uh-oh this just in mark <laughs> uh-oh has got a chap john how do you say his last name it's three simple syllables what is it mole knit Ski. Molnitsky. Molnitsky. It's a dance to it. Well, I would like That's it if you could spell okay. it that way. Mol- <laughs> well, believe me, the H is problematic. But, uh, is. The H is, that's why I was like, Molnitsky. <laughs> so I missed some big news, I think. Oh. Well, it wasn't like breaking, like, like <laughs> happiness. <laughs> well, it's sad news. It is. Uh-huh. I'm sorry to hear that, Catherine. That's really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And, and, unless you're that. thrilled and excited. I don't know. I, I don't know the vibe. <laughs> here trying to read the room well, well we, were, we were we were trying to like you know keep ended on, on, a, on a on a high note cracking a little a little jokes here and there but i will say something that i have checked in when i've checked in i go how how are you feeling like do you feel relieved or and your your responses has made me go okay like you're, yeah yeah and i i hate to use that word relieved because yeah. I, I feel guilty using that word yeah. but i do I do kind of feel that way. And I do feel, I feel very hopeful. I feel very hopeful that everything's going to work out the way that it should. So. Well, that's good. Yeah. If you're feeling that way, then it sounds like this is the best decision yes. for everybody. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Should so, we yes. blame this podcast? Because there's not a good track record in this. <gasps> Mark! Oh my God. Are you a secret troll? <laughs> Are you? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Look, I'm not trying to bring my friends down with me. Like I'm how many times I say no, like work on it, stay in it. If anything, it's can we just time out really fast? I'm the one that like worked on my ex when he cheated a million times. So hello. Like I'm I'm the biggest advocate. Track record in this little Zoom meeting isn't wonderful. I'm wondering maybe I should get out. (gasps) Maybe you should run now. Wow. (laughs) No. If anything, it's been helpful. 
if anything, it's definitely been helpful. And you know what I would say to that as well is this podcast is about healing. So if you're on board with healing, then you're in the right Zoom. I am on board and happy to be here. Amazing. So that's how we get to end it. Cracking on you. It's your fault. (laughs) Jesus. Well, that's what everyone's going to say now, though. I'm just just kidding. You know how much anxiety I get when I read those things? It has nothing to do with any of it. God, I can't wait till my tell-all comes out. You're really good at (laughs) kidding. Mark. Oh, God. Well, thanks thanks for joining us, Mark. Well, I'm sorry I came so late. It's okay. I just wanted to express my condolences and my best that. wishes and good luck and all that stuff. And tell me to yeah. have off and that it's all my fault. No, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's fine. It's fine. Maybe it's their fault. There's like 10 of them. <laughs> it's no one's fault. That's the thing. At I'm the end of the day, it's no one's fault. No one's fault. And, um... Yeah, now we got the supportive wind down. So um, next week um, we will be back and um, we will be in one step closer to healing. But um, let's not forget to download the Uber Eats app uh, because it is easy. It saves time. Um, So save your time and order with the Uber Eats app today. Again, you can get anything like from groceries to I don't know if you want to order um, like I ordered a poke bowl the other day because I was hungry for dinner. Um, cookbooks now that I'm on a big crock pot recipe search. Ooh, I need that too. Yeah, I know. Catherine, <laughs> Catherine DM me and goes, Hey, single mom, sending, send me the recipe. <laughs> About to be one. Well, what we do have in common is we both can't cook. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> oh, you know what we should do? Uh, Wednesday night, can't cook single mom night. Yes. <laughs> and then we teach, like we teach yeah. each other how to yeah. cook. Yeah. See, little Cute. things. And Uber Eats is going to help us with that, with the cookbooks, because we can get anything from there. Download the app today. See you guys next week. Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.